Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's a Wednesday here on Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish and Joe Pizapia for the next two hours talking fantasy sports with you, updating you on everything you need to go to know to get ready for your draft. And also some side stories, too. Could we see a soccer player potentially kicking in the NFL, going over some odds with Mitch Moss and talking to Jay Feely from CBS Sports? Fantasy Sports Today starts now. Fantasy Sports Today. Toward the end zone. It is Seattle's going to the Super Bowl. Fires up the middle. Pass is caught by Owens. Owens made the catch. Pass is caught. Diggs. Sideline. Touchdown. Unbelievable. Toss to White. And welcome in. This is Fantasy Sports Today, and today is Wednesday, August 28, 2019. We're a week away from the NFL season beginning, 24 hours away from the last preseason game, a few days away from having your fantasy football team left in shambles, potentially, with the cuts coming down on Saturday. Good afternoon. We got Sean Guastabacchia producing the show. As always, my co-host today, Joe Pizapia. Joe, good Wednesday afternoon to you, my friend. How's everything going for you today? It's going well. Day three, still here. There you go. The uh, Day the three, island. still here. We're going to do this every day? Day seven, I don't know. still here. I, day ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, I, until it becomes a thing where, you know, where the island is safe. You know, I haven't gotten voted off the island. You gave me a rose again yesterday. So nice. we're, we're doing okay in those terms. I think we're all right. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I think we're doing uh, okay so far from what I hear. But anyway, uh, thank you guys for all listening to the show live. Or if you're listening on demand, of course, make sure you like and subscribe to this show so we can get a nice little good rating there on iTunes or Android, however you listen to the program, Stitcher. Uh, but let's kind of get started with some of the latest news and notes from the NFL. And also we'll do a little bit of baseball today on the show as well as some uh, college football. But uh, let's kind of get started here and start off with uh, the story that was percolating yesterday. Now, I know this really only affects IDP leagues if you do have uh, Clowney. But there is at least a hot rumor at this point, Joe, that Clowney, who has yet to sign his franchise tag tender, could end up getting traded. And the teams that are being talked about are potentially Miami with a possible deal. Seattle could be involved. Philadelphia could be involved. And one of those three is not like the other, Joe. Ironically, with all the rumors going around, it seems like Miami is the hot team. And there could be some potential names going back to Houston in that trade that could certainly affect fantasy. But a weird fit for me, Joe, if, if Clowney ends up going to Miami because those other two teams are playoff contenders and even with a chance to potentially win their conference or Super Bowl. 
Well, I think for the Dolphins, you're talking, it's less of a weird fit when you realize the coaching staff. I mean, Brian Flores is there. He's a defensive-minded guy. I think if he had his druthers, and depending on how long his tenure ends up being, he'd like to build this team with a very strong defense, and Clowney would certainly go a long way with that. And his career's been a little checkered here. I mean, we've, we've got to be honest here. It's been some very good, some not so good, um, incomplete some other seasons, I think is the kind way to put it. So I love the idea of this trade because it sounds like a fantasy trade, you know, where oh, does, Kenyon yeah. Drake and Kenny Stills come over and oh, and you get Jadavion Clowney, get all these big names. That doesn't happen. That's more of a baseball thing than a than an NFL thing. So I would love this to happen just simply because I think it's fun and it would make a lot of sense. But I think you're right. I think it's much more likely he ends up going for picks somewhere like a Seattle or some other place where he can contribute to a contender. But you never know. I, I think that I get it from Flores' standpoint. Every, even though it doesn't make sense for someone contending necessarily, I think they feel like, hey, well, we've got cap space. We can make things work. Let's start building a defense. And Clowney could be that guy they want to build around. Yeah, and, and all three teams are waiting in order to do the deal for Clowney to sign that franchise tag because obviously they're not going to bring him right. in without having any kind of contract done. But I would guess Clowney will be traded over the next week, and it'll be interesting to see where he does end up. Speaking of trades, this one kind of came out of nowhere, Joe. And and, and look, trying to, to parse through some of the wide receiver positions in fantasy on San Francisco was hard enough. Uh, man, Washington is another one of those teams that you can't figure out. And there's a report yesterday from The Athletic that the Redskins are looking about potentially dealing Josh Doxson. I mean, I don't know, Joe. I mean, Redskins in that tank mode, too, at this point, because Doxson is really the only, to me, viable fantasy receiver. If they move him, what's left there? Uh, viable is a tough word when you're talking about Doxson. I mean, there's talk about incomplete. He's the Why king of incomplete. Four? Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, all I know is that the the Redskins would be smart to continue to turn this roster over. They've had the worst luck in every single possible fashion. I mean, between the Alex Smith stuff, between all the other injuries, they've had, I think, more injuries than any other team in the NFL over the last three years. It's been brutal in terms of the days or games that they've lost from players. Um, does anybody step in this void? I don't know. Paul Richardson still dealing with the shoulder surgery issue. He had an AC joint. I had that. And I can tell you when I taught combat for a year with a sprained AC joint, it was I couldn't lift my arm past like where my neck was. It was incredibly hard. And to how hold an eight pound broadsword and do that is not fun. I can tell you that. But if Richardson is clear and they say he's going to, that could be a guy that steps in. But it would not shock me if Trey Quinn became the most productive fantasy wide receiver on this team in the early going, especially when they do make that transition to, to Dwayne Haskins, because I would imagine the safety blanket slot guy is going to be more appealing necessarily uh, for him. So I think that's something to keep an eye on. But that's more deep leagues, man, because this is not an offense going anywhere. I know we talked yesterday about, hey, there's a lot of good assets on bad teams. I don't know. This is just kind of bad assets on bad teams for the most part here. Yeah, it would seem to me Redskins playing for that draft, kind of like Miami, Cincinnati, maybe Indianapolis, depending on how things go. Uh, one other topic I thought was interesting yesterday, Rob Gronkowski talked at a CBD meeting or convention, and boy, I don't know if you saw some of that, Joe, but it seemed a lot like Andrew Luck's talk yesterday and emotional for him as well, and I, and I kind of wonder, I mean, Gronk's a little different. He's had a myriad of injuries. Well, I guess Andrew Luck did too, actually, but two oh, guys – yeah, more or less two guys in that same position. And I was a little scary watching uh, Gronk talk yesterday, how emotional he was. I don't know if you saw that. 
I did. And uh, I think Gronk should step away. I think he has given everything he possibly can. And he's won a lot. So there's no reason. And last year was the swan song. Last year was a great opportunity for him. I think he went out on a high note that you want to. And I think that's more palatable. And he walked away not leaving the roster and his teammates in a bit of a lurch. So I think that it's he should stay away. If he comes back, um, welcome him with open arms as a Patriot fan. Anytime Rob Gronkowski wants to play football, I'm listening. All right, we'll take a quick time out here on Fantasy Sports today. We'll be back with the opening drive here on the show. Joe Pizapia, Craig Mish, don't go away. We'll be right back. Football? Roto Experts has launched their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Indeed knows finding the right hire takes time away from your business. Hiring a qualified data engineer felt like a second job. More job seekers use Indeed than any other site, so there's no better place to find someone with the skills you're looking for. I needed someone with a master's in computer science and database experience. Plus, Indeed screener questions help you find your shortlist fast. Now I'm back to having just one job. See why more than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com slash Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. The window. Looking at the AFC South office. Texans now are the favorites, plus 130. The Colts were, were minus, actually, 105 to win the division. Now they're plus 500. Good value. The Jaguars are now plus 260. It's gone down from plus 280 earlier. And the Tennessee Titans, plus 310 to win the AFC South. So the value is on the Colts. They still have a great defense. They still have the same great offensive line. I don't expect much of a drop-off from Indianapolis Colts. Watch live weekdays, 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern, on the FNTSY YouTube channel. Rain dance! 
Make it rain. That's what's great about this time of year in MLB. But give me some yeah. names here of some teams hanging around that you think are done. I think the Reds are done. I can't trust yeah. the Phillies. Cubs are still involved. The Mets are still there. I think the Brewers are still alive, too. And, of course, okay. the Washington Nationals. I think your wild card will be two of those four teams. I don't have enough faith in the Phillies, the Giants, the Diamondbacks, or anybody below them. Weekdays, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern, on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Are there any Ravens pass catchers that you are excited about this year for fantasy football? Team that's not really a great throwing team? Of course he's not going to have an impact. I don't want him in fantasy. You mentioned dynasty leagues, keeper leagues. That's a little different. Give it a couple of years, we'll see what happens. Maybe Lamar Jackson does develop. He's nowhere near. He's not even close to a finished project. So I have zero interest in any pass catcher on Baltimore, with the exception of maybe a backup tight end. Maybe Andrews for a tight end, too. Watch live weekdays, 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern on Zumo TV, channel 719. Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback. I call it Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Fantasy Sports Today presents First play from scrimmage. The opening drive. The first play of the game. And here we are with the opening drive for Wednesday, August 28th, 2019. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia. We go first down through fourth down. Some hot topics in football, maybe some basketball, hockey. You never know. Could even be some baseball. And ironically, that's kind of where we get started today. So I will ask you, Joe, here on our first down topic. I got to put baseball at the top today because there's going to be no better story than this one when it ends up happening. We saw this, the last team to be sold, the Miami Marlins. A billion dollars. Joe, first down topic. Kansas City Royals are on the market. And yes, another billion dollar potential sale as the Royals are being sold. So I don't know about you, Joe, between me and you and our producer, Sean, could we come up with this billion by the Royals? What do you think? Uh, I'll tell you what, I can come up with uh, maybe $78 worth of it. You guys come up nice. with the rest of the good. Yeah, nice. I'm going to be what's called a minority owner, minority shareholder in this stake. This is it's not surprising that it would be a billion dollars potentially for this franchise. The The question is, does the franchise stay there when it gets bought? And I think that's the more concerning thing for the fans. And I, that was my first instinct when I heard about this. I thought, ooh, I wonder if they stay there because, hey, I, I get it. It's a great franchise in terms of my childhood. I remember the 80s, the George Brett years were incredible. Uh, the very fun team to watch. They had that little renaissance a few years back with Mustafa, yeah. Osmer and all those mm-hmm. guys. A great run for a couple years. But what's always been the adage? Can't keep the superstars, can't keep everybody, small market, all this stuff. Now, you can see what's going on as, as things kind of move forward with the CBA, whether or not that turns into something where you get more guys who, you know, you're able to to kind of pad that salary cap hard or soft or minimum, whatever it ends up being or whatever it ends up shaking out to be in that kind of format that maybe some of these teams will be able to control these guys a little bit better. But I don't know, Craig, do you think that they're going to stick around if they sell this team? Or do you think that part of buying this team, the allure is maybe you have an opportunity to move it to another location? Yeah, I, I think they stay. I think the big part of, of this contract, the reason why they're going to be able to get a billion dollars is because the Royals TV deal is up. And so in that renegotiation, they're going to make another 30, 40, 50 million dollars per year that they can pad on to that payroll. And I think that's going to end up being the key. And by the way, Joe, these guys are going to end up making hundreds of millions of dollars on the sale. 
So make no mistake about it. The way that the new Royals ownership is going to look at this is that they have a billion dollar asset that's going to be worth one point five billion dollars in 10 years from now. Every franchise, whoever's bought it, made is made a lot of money. And so while I do think that possibility could exist on a very small level, I would expect Kansas City to end up staying and, by the way, get a new TV contract, uh, which will help them. Because every every TV deal so far has helped franchises, including Tampa Bay, including Kansas City. Miami's coming up next. And then I would think that that would help the payroll, but still remains to be seen for sure. Second down topic. Yesterday on Twitter, Antonio Brown popping off, saying he was never friends with Ben Roethlisberger. Then, of course, he went and deleted that tweet. But here we are again, Joe. Antonio Brown uh, back in the news for a little fun stuff. And I I think this is just kind of like a breakup. I don't know how you see it. I don't make it as a huge deal here, but it just does go to show you when a player leaves and he leaves an iconic franchise with an iconic quarterback and the quarterback doesn't show him a lot of love. What do you think is going to happen back? I think that's all that happened here with Antonio Brown. How about you? Yeah, evil genius Antonio Brown is back again today, getting it done. I told you before, it's great. I love it. And look, I'm going to put this to you. Would you rather hang out with Antonio Brown or Ben Roethlisberger? I know my answer. Uh, well, given Ben Roethlisberger's uh, a past of, of uh, mm-hmm, potential yeah. transgressions, uh, I, I, honestly, I'm going to say neither. Although Antonio <laughs> Brown is, is, I mean, you may not know this or not, um, Antonio Brown, uh, for an entire offseason, lived a block away from me. Um it does practice very close to me where I am here mm-hmm. in South Florida and, and seems to be a very happy and nice individual. But that being said, based on everything that has happened with both guys, I'll pass on both. Oh, come I, on. I don't even mean like going out and I, I'm not talking about you and, and, you know, AB hitting the club. I'm just talking about like hang out, like oh, coming over for a barbecue. I don't know. Like I don't know that I, I can answer hang that. out with Antonio Brown. I, I'm telling you right now. I think he's the more fun dude. I'll okay. tell you what. I mean, look, Ben Roethlisberger is the guy that brings the bad potato salad to the barbecue. I'm telling you right now. He's that guy. You have, you have proof of that? I, well, I'll let, I do. I do have proof of that. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go text my boy AB right now and see what's going on. AB he brings the good. Kind of potato salad. salad does Ben Roethlisberger bring to the the? Oh, oh, he brings the one with the grapes in it. Yep, there it is. We've learned very early on about Joe Pizzapia. Potato salad's a big plus for him. In oh, I had one from Costco the other day with the bacon and the cheese in it. Oh, dude, that's some good stuff right there. Right, that's well, the money. That's you, the one you you're bring tempting AB me, stuff. like Matt Modica. You're tempting me with the food tweets. Okay, <laughs> uh, that, that, that's our second down topic. Here we go to third down. Let's go to Seattle here for a minute. Let's go to the Seahawks now look a lot of turnover for them offensively my biggest whiff in reality last year was thinking Seattle was going to be awful I I mean I just did not think they were good going into the season with a lot of turnover and boy did they prove me wrong Russell Wilson got his game to another level but they did have Doug Baldwin okay and and you know Tyler Lockett was there and then they had a mixed bag of different running backs and wide receivers so uh, DK Metcalf their draft pick Joe he is iffy for week one David Moore, who they used a little bit last year in different spots. I think I started him one one week last year as a flex or something. Uh, He's also iffy. So who steps up in the wide receiving core for Seattle this year, Joe? Because if Russell Wilson is going to end up throwing 30 touchdowns, they're not all going to be to lock it. No, they're not. Um, But I'll tell you what, David Moore, I got lucky with a little bit last year in DFS. I called a couple of those weeks right, had him in lineups and did pretty well there. I think he's capable. And I think you've seen a good rapport between him and Russell Wilson, where he trusts him. And I think that's what it all looks like. Deron Brown's there, too, along with Tyler Lockett. Uh, I wish I wish they had a little bit more from the tight end position. This is a team that I thought maybe, maybe you could go out there and address tight end a little bit better. I thought there was some opportunity for them to do that. And they really did. You know, Disley's still there, and he's not 100%, obviously. So it's tough, man. It's tough. It's going to be Russell Wilson show again. 
And that's what makes it difficult, especially in the daily fantasy world, because, you know, you can roll Russell Wilson out there with Lockett. That's probably your best combination. It's probably your only combination. But at the end of the day, what's the upside of that? It's probably slightly limited, at least in the early going. So for me, the season long shares of Russell Wilson, I have zero. And it partially because even though they were so good last year, I'm still looking at this roster. And I think some of the things still scare me a little bit. Like you just said, where are yep. the targets going? What are we looking for? And Doug Baldwin, even though he didn't play well last year, he was on the field and you had to account for him for at least a little bit. You know, you had to kind of just be sure, aware of his of presence. Yeah. And I think when you take that away now, now it exposes some other guys and some of their other weaknesses. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. I mean, maybe Kenny Stills is a good spot. For, He's an uh, excellent. He is an there. excellent fit. I think yeah. that's the guy they should be all over right now. Yeah. A lot of money, though, for him. And that, that could be the issue there. But we'll see when cuts come down. I, w- I agree with you, Joe. I, I could see somebody else showing face there in Seattle and getting acclimated very quickly and being the sidestep to lock it on the other side. All right, our final topic here. We've been hitting on this one in our fourth down, and it looks like fourth down and goal, but we're on the one-yard line. We ain't going to get in, Joe. Popeye's chicken sandwiches now completely sold out across the country, so I guess we've missed our opportunity. How can they do that? How can that be? That's impossible. Uh, you tell me that I can't go to Popeye's here in central New Jersey and go get a chicken sandwich? That no. seems impossible to me. You can't do it. Why? Because they don't want to make money. They they ran out of chickens. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know if this is a social media ploy. If it's real, it if it's not, uh, yeah, I, it's like I don't. the McRib. It's going to come back around and everyone's going to freak out. Oh my god, the chicken sandwich! Did you see the? By the way, I don't know if you saw. I saw this this morning, literally before coming on the show with you. Was the little clip from some? I don't know which morning news show and some local morning news. But did you see the Popeyes clip where the uh, the panel of of, uh, of hosts trying the chicken sandwich? Did you I, see this? I am not aware of it. No. Okay, so uh, so they have a panel. It's a diverse panel. Let's <laughs> put it that way. We've got uh, two females, a white guy, and an African American gentleman there, and they uh, they're trying the chicken sandwich. And the one guy goes, "Oh wow!" The white guy's trying. Goes so many flavors in this one. The Popeyes one, it's so, so spicy. And he goes, "Yeah, man, must taste like a neighborhood you've never been to before." And I just died. I thought that was the funniest line I ever. Heard. Wow. Yeah. No, I didn't see that. I did see the people go into Popeyes. The two guys buy all the chicken sandwiches in the place and try and sell them outside and sold none. That I did see. Yeah, I think that's a little. Sketch that's a right bad there. idea. Yeah. It's like the Pepsi challenge. That's what we're in right now. We're in. We're in this generation's version of the Pepsi challenge. Yeah. I mean, once yeah. upon a time, I thought it was a good idea to buy those Furby toys and sell them. But chicken sandwiches, Joe, they'll get cold within five <laughs> minutes. Like, I don't know what these guys were thinking, but it's very sad. You see them outside with huge bags of chicken sandwiches, people just walking by them and not buying anything. But that is on them, not on us. Coming up next, Joe and I will be back talking about one of the interesting topics right now, which has nothing to do with fantasy, but more for reality as a potential women's soccer player is considering kicking in the NFL. We'll dive into that. We'll also talk to Jay Feely coming up a little bit later in the show. Also, Hard Knocks was on last night. Joe and I will touch on that as well as the latest on the Raiders. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. Joe Pizzapia, Craig Mish will be back right after this. Forever. People are all over the Arizona Cardinals and how high tempo this offense is going to be. Kyler Murray's going to be able to stand up at the end of the day. And I get he's more mobile than some of the other quarterbacks they've had there, Josh Rose in particular. But if the Arizona Cardinals offensive line is as brutal as we expect it to be, arguably dead last in the NFL with minimal improvements made, should we still be drafting David Johnson at five overall? Watch live weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on Sumo TV, channel 719. 
Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to madesailors.com. That's madesailors.com. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. The Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. The morning line. There could be a female kicker before too long in the NFL. And quite, I don't think NFL people are going to care. I don't think fans will care as long as she doesn't miss wide right, wide left, whatever. If you're a Chicago Bears fan, would you have rather have uh, Carly Lloyd or your wide left guy there? So why not Carly Lloyd? Weekdays, 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, channel 719. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Just one more NFL preseason left and everything you need to know, how you need to navigate the fantasy football landscape without Andrew Luck. Here's what you do. Go over to rotoexperts.com and check out the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the Internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts have you covered with Dynasty season-long and best ball formats giving you an edge regardless of what type of season-long fantasy football you play. You can save 10% right now, rotoexperts.com with promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY. The NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. Joe Pizapia, Craig Mish back with you here on fantasy sports today and coming up a little bit later in the show. In fact, uh, we're going to have Jay Feely on the show who is a sideline reporter for CBS sports. I got to know him when he kicked with the Miami dolphins for one epic year, many years ago. And one of the things that we'll discuss with him is the story that just keeps gaining momentum, Joe, which is us women's soccer player, Carly Lloyd. There was some video of her the other day kicking field goals, and now there are published stories saying that she's seriously considering kicking in the NFL. And obviously this opens up a whole different story 
in terms of women playing in the NFL, regardless of what position it is. And I would ask you what to make of this story. Do you think it gain, it continues to gain some steam? Do you think it goes away? And inevitably, is this something you think ends up happening? I think it is something that we are going to see in our lifetime. Now, I plan on living a very long time, so I don't know about you, Craig, but I think we're going to see this. And I think it's great for the game. Uh, a huge section of my reader base for the Black Book is female. Mm. And I didn't realize how much of it until this year. And uh, when we started doing the cheat sheets, you know, you had to kind of subscribe with your email and stuff like that. And I was blown away by the number of female email addresses that we had in terms of like sending and coordinating cheat sheets with sort of for drafts. And, you know, the female football base, I think, would just go wild to have somebody out there they could look at and say, hey, it's possible. You can do this. You can play professional sports at the highest level in terms of payment, the highest level in terms of exposure, which let's say it would be frank. It's the NFL. And as long as she's capable of doing it, we've seen this in high school. We've seen plenty of female kickers. We've seen female offensive linemen in high schools. We've seen lots of different things happen there. Uh, in college, we've seen a couple female kickers too. different levels of college still. But I don't see any reason why not. Carly Lloyd is an elite athlete. OK, anyone who thinks she's not an elite athlete, then you're you aren't watching her in her career. And I did. I watch a lot of women's soccer. I prefer to watch the women's soccer in USA by far by the men. And I think Carly Lloyd would be absolutely fantastic. She has nerves of steel. She's proven in big spots. And why wouldn't you want somebody like that on the field? And why wouldn't you want somebody like that winning games? And I think personally that teammates in the NFL would embrace that especially somebody that they believe in who they know is a proven winner in personality. Now it's going to take somebody like her, I think to break that mold. And if anybody can do it, she can. And I don't know if you remember this or not. Remember Tony Miola. He was an old soccer guy yeah. that uh, showed up and was kicking for the jets. I believe memory served. Back right. But, was, but he was also uh, a male, not a female. Right. But I'm just saying we've seen that transition happen before, but women's soccer has gotten to a point now where, you know, 30 years ago, men's soccer was whatever it was, but now fem- women's soccer has gone to, you know, the nth degree here. So I think it's great. What do you think? I, do you think number one, it's going to happen? Number two, you know, do you think that it's going to be embraced by the public? Yeah, I, I don't have any issue with it. My issue, my, I would have a concern with it. And my concern would be is that, you know, is Carly Lloyd running downfield to tackle 300 pound dudes? That that would be my concern. Not with the kicking. I think that'd be great. And so maybe I'm just looking at it from a bare bones point of view here. Uh, you know, and I just that would be. Yeah, you know, but was Martine Gramatica doing that either? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think you're kind of <laughs> I mean, there's I think some guys that don't want any piece of contact either. You know, yeah, that, that, know that. Well, that's my con- that's my concern is just the contact level. And okay. if she feels that she can, you know, have contact levels like all other male kickers in the NFL, then, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm all about it. But I, I think that the NFL would also certainly come under a ton of fire if something serious was to happen to her where she was to get hurt. The other part of it is that if tackling big dudes isn't involved and she's just simply kicking and then being on the field. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. Uh, Danica Patrick, when she raced for NASCAR, there were no special rules for her. She performed at a very high level. I thought she did a fantastic job. She was in Rex. She was just as good as a lot of the other participants that were in NASCAR. Did she end up having a storied career there? No. Was her, was her career more about her being a female than being a racer? Of course it was. I don't think anybody would deny that. But my only concern would be for injury, not for accuracy, because in terms of accuracy, I could see her being as good as any kicker in the NFL. Wouldn't shock me at all. Uh, my only concern would be 
you know, big 300 pound dude running down the field and Carly Lloyd's in the way of it and gets you know, gets mauled. And then what? What are we what is the NFL saying at that point? If she gets hurt, has a concussion, something like that. Is that just like any other kicker in the NFL? I don't think it'll be perceived that way, Joe. So that would be my concern. Well, do you have any opportunity where somebody is, can double as the punter and place kicker? And then you have somebody else who's kicking field goals and have her isolated in that sense. Cause we've seen that before that has happened in the NFL. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, that, that's I mean, to me, usually, that's, that's usually, the solution to me. Yeah. I, I don't know, but it's something we'll talk to Jay Feely about coming up and he's going to join us on the show and we'll get his thoughts on that. Jay, by the way, was very passionate when he played at Michigan and in the NFL about tackling. He was one of the best tacklers for a kicker in the NFL for a long time, too. Yes, so it was a good topic for him. Uh, OK, the uh, hard knocks last night, I, I caught about 30, 40 minutes of it. They'll have one final episode uh, coming up next week. I, I think that hard knocks ended up being OK for me. It didn't over deliver. A lot of it was just basically John Gruden, which is what I thought it was would be. But what I found interesting yesterday, a story that came out was about how uh, John Gruden also uh, reporting with The Athletic reported that he wants to see more deep balls being thrown. And for me watching the show, of course, that gives us a little bit more awareness of who is on the Raiders, Joe. And outside of Antonio Brown, kind of like Seattle to a degree, they really don't have a secondary wide receiver. They really don't have a great tight end. So if they're going to go deep, who's it going to be too? Oh, well, look, <laughs> when we start believing things that come out of John Gruden's mouth, that's when we all have to step back and <laughs> reevaluate. Well, if it happens, if uh, it yeah, happens. I know. I, look, here's the thing. I think he wants to throw the ball downfield. How successful they're going to be is a very different story. And to me, this is a giant smokescreen for what they're really going to do, which is the Hunter Renfro plan. Because if you were watching Hard Knocks, sometimes you get these things where you get this feeling of, man, this kid just seems like, they love this kid and seems like Derek Carr just loves this kid. And Hunter Renfro is going to be uh, a surprisingly good piece of this offense. And I know I said it even yesterday. We're talking about players on bad teams. This was one of the guys that I wanted to highlight. Uh, Hard Knocks I haven't watched yet this week. It's my reward uh, tonight, actually, for uh, for doing so many shows. I always have it scheduled to be watched on the Tuesday evening. So that's that's going to be for me tonight. Well, that's what's um, Wednesday, Joe. So. I mean, Wednesday evening. Sorry oh. about that. Wednesday after the uh, the other shows that I do. So sorry. I, I, I'm losing days. You right seem now. to be. I'm a little. Dude, it has been uh, it has been a whirlwind. I need my kids to go back to school. I love them. What dearly. do you mean? School hasn't started yet? No, no. Oh school doesn't start until after Labor Day here. Are that's what serious? I mean. I've got wow. the kids home. I've got uh, baseball shows five days a week. Plus these shows now. So lucky to have uh, with you. I've got my black book shows. I've got the wrestling show. They, I, when wow, I do a deal of a show, I got to remember where I am. I have to like stop <laughs> and figure it out. Which I show have a is board. This? I don't. I, who are you? I don't even know. I feel like I just met. All you. right, welcome back. Off the top rope. Joe Pizapia. Crazy. <laughs> oh, wrong show. My God, my God. Uh, but. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to watching Hard Knocks tonight on Wednesday. I am not buying this. Uh, I don't think it's Keelan Doss. I'm not really getting excited about him. Okay. Uh, I do think that Waller's a guy that I want to pay attention to because in terms of body type, in terms of focus, he seemed like a guy that's really got something to prove, and he was a very intriguing guy. And this is the trap of Hard Knocks. And I wrote about this in a Fantrax piece last week, actually. The trap of Hard Knocks is you get invested in some of these people and their stories, and the reality of the NFL is it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, all that matters is how of are they going to use you yeah. and how good are you compared to everybody else? And that's the trap. Do you find that like every year you like get caught up in a story of some guy and then you want it to succeed in the field and it just doesn't? Yeah, I, I don't get caught up in it because I understand that it's all nonsense, but uh, I can understand how people do. But no, I don't. 
I, I, I can I can go hard pass on. That. Yeah, I'm, good luck. It's going to be at the Antonio Brown show. It's going to be the Josh Jacobs show. And I think Hunter Renfro underneath. And that's about it. That's that's to me. That's yeah. The Renfro's a good. Yeah, that's that. That's a name too. Renfro could be interesting in, in PPR leagues. But you're right. Beyond mm-hmm. that, Raiders are a mediocre team for sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, Gruden decided to build this thing now back through offense. Strange way of going about it to me with Antonio Brown. But we'll see. Uh, last thing that I wanted to get to before. We take a quick time out and we bring in uh, Jay Feely to talk some uh, to talk some NFL football and about this kicking topic is uh, the story that came out from Pro Football Focus this morning on Josh McCown, who decided to unretire and go back to the NFL. I don't know if you saw this, Joe, but on Fridays, the team's going to allow him to leave and go coach his son and then come back for uh, Saturday and then for game day. So this is a little bit of like the Roger Clemens old deal. Kind of interesting here. I know that McCown's not supposed to play at least at the start of the season but i wonder if that would end up changing if uh, carson wentz ends up getting hurt i don't know i'm a big josh mccown fan so i I love this i love that that's what he wants to do he wants to still be available and suit up if he has to like you know coming like batman at the end of the day and save the day (laughs) if needed but the fact that i don't know i just feel like his future is going to be in coaching i everybody has said for years that he has got one of these minds where he's going to be a quarterback coach and then probably an oc and who knows maybe even elevate to head coach one day but mccown seems to be that guy and i think he's starting that wagon now of just getting his feet under him coaching his kid and that's how it starts and then you just going to move on to the next level and the next level and uh, good for him and good for uh, the the eagles for letting him do that and having these guys have lives too like lives make you a better dude in the locker room i'm sorry it just does all right, we'll take a quick time out here on Fantasy Sports Today. Joe and I don't take any days off. We don't have to fly anywhere to do anything, and that's what's fortunate for us and for you. But coming up next, we'll be joined by NFL on CBS analyst Jay Feely, who will join us, who is on the field a lot during the regular season, of course, kicked for a long time at the pro level, also a very popular player at the University of Michigan. And then coming up in hour number two, we'll talk to Mitch Moss. We'll get a little bit of a preview from a wagering perspective. Also, it's Waiver Wire Wednesday on the show. Trust or bust everything that you can expect in the world of fantasy football. Joe Pizapia, Craig Mish, this is Fantasy Sports Today. We'll give you a little recap of what you missed in hour number one coming up later. But up next, talk with Jay Fuel. Go ahead. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text YOUTH to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenics samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text 
Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all? Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. But a lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76 and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up and the only thing difference is Andro 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And welcome back, Fantasy Sports Today. We will try to get Jay Feely on uh, tomorrow or the next day, a little bit under uh, the weather today, but we do thank him, of course, for coming on the show, whatever he does. But that gives us an opportunity, Joe, to dive into uh, a little bit of a hot topic today. There's a report coming out from uh, ESPN.com, one of the reporters who covers the Los Angeles Chargers who believes that Melvin Gordon could end his holdout over the next week, which is kind of surprising considering most of the national guys were reporting that this could extend into the season. I wonder, Joe, if Gordon is getting cold feet. And obviously this does change our rankings and it changes how we drafted already and how we may draft over the next couple of days in fantasy football. Man, Joe, if I had a draft schedule for tonight or tomorrow, I think I'd call in sick and ask if we could postpone for a few days to figure this stuff out. <laughs> I think that would be a wise, wise thing to do there. Um, look, let, let's hope this is positive buzz because I want Melvin Gordon to play. Originally heading into this year, Melvin Gordon was probably about as safe as a middle first round pick as you can get. Yes, there's been some injury issues. Yeah, last year he kind of let you down. He let me down a lot at a lot of shares. They were looking really, really good. A lot of playoff teams that burned out. Uh, because of Melvin Gordon's injury. But if this in, indeed is true and he is trending in the right direction, it's amazing because here you go again, the early drafters, some of people got huge discounts on Melvin Gordon. So although there's a lot of pitfalls, there are some positives to drafting early. So I will take the other side of that coin, remind everybody, if you have the guts to do it sometimes and to take chances, sometimes they do pay off. So yeah, sometimes you do get the Andrew Luck news, but you also get Melvin Gordon in the fifth round. 
and that potentially is an absolute league winner. So I'm 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 hopeful that he is trending in the right direction, but I'll believe it when I see it. They weren't that far apart on money, but do you really think that when all said and done that this is going to get done? What's your gut instinct tell you? Man, this is a complete guess with no information. Oh, well, that's man. why I said, what's your gut? Give, yeah. me, give me the Craig Mish my, gut. My, my, my gut. Listen, this is a reporter who covers the team. And being that I am a reporter who covers a team locally in in my city in in South Florida, my initial reaction is to go with the guy who covers the local end of it, because I've been on that side, Joe, where I'm covering. And for most people who know they, uh, that I uh, cover the Miami Marlins. And when, when someone nationally says something about the Marlins, and I know that it's wrong, or if I don't believe in it, I would hope that people would defer more to me and my information. And so I am sensitive to this. So my initial blush would be that, yes, I do think that because this is somebody locally as opposed to somebody nationally. But that being said, in my industry, as an example, uh, you know, when Ken Rosenthal reports something in baseball and it conflicts with my information, I would certainly lean on Ken Rosenthal <laughs> over me. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and, and say that. Now, that being said, I've had clearly breaking news and information that Ken has not on the Marlins. And so that still puts me in a elite category as far as covering the team from an individual standpoint. But if Ken Rosenthal is reporting something and he says it, I always believe that that indeed is the case. Same with Jeff Passan of ESPN. In the NFL, as you know, Joe, really the pinnacle in terms of covering, I would guess, would be the two names of Adam Schefter uh, and Ian Rappaport, I suppose. Those are like the two main NFL insiders. Uh, Jay Glazer as well has to be in that conversation. Uh, Jay does not do nearly as much as I think that he used to do. He's more of doing it on TV than than doing it in the Twitterverse. So long story short there, Joe, I'm going to defer to the local guy unless I hear that one of the national guys debunks that, which I also hate to see, by the way. I hate when other reporters say that a, a different reporter was false or not true. I hate that, and I wish that those stories could kind of just tell themselves when the team defers it. I hate reporters just going after one another. So long story short, I believe the local guy in this case, and I believe that we will see Gordon. Yeah, I think we'll, well see. Well, I hope so. I would like to see Gordon. I'm still skeptical because I'm a little burned from last year where I had some Le'Veon Bell number one overall picks last year, <laughs> a couple PPR leagues. Of course. And I remember specifically around this time getting local reporting that Le'Veon Bell is back around. He's he's back around the locker. He's good. He's going to be back. It's going to it's going to all work out. And then I remember a lot of local reporting saying, OK, he's going to hold out but he's going to be back by the week four of whatever that threshold was last year. And then none of that happens. So Mm -hmm. I'm a little still kind of burned by the, uh, the tire treads of Le'Veon Bell on this one. He doesn't have the same kind of position that Le'Veon Bell has to do this. I don't think, but I I guess at the end of the day, Melvin Gordon should get paid. So just as a, as a football fan first, I want Melvin Gordon to go get as much money as Melvin Gordon can get because your window in the NFL is, is short for that. So go get paid. I, I'm not hating on Melvin Gordon whatsoever. I know some people don't like when these guys hold out. I don't have a problem with it. Do you, Craig? I think this is part of their responsibility to go out there and get paid or even overpaid because of the, the wear and tear their body takes on this position. Yeah, and I, and I understand it and I get it. Uh, I, I just wish it didn't have to happen like this where we as the consumer and the public find out about it so late in the game where, as an example, when the Chargers went into their draft mode in April, I, I, it would have been great for them and for us to know that the Chargers may not have Gordon. But then again, that would have put Gordon in a little bit of a leverage spot because if the Chargers would have taken an extra running back, 
knowing that this would happen. Same thing with the Cowboys. They are, I don't want to say stuck with Pollard, but they're kind of stuck with Pollard. Like they really don't have any other options. So I, I don't have a problem with it. And given the fact that what the injuries have caused to these players, and and honestly, you could say, Joe, even though Le'Veon Bell was crapped on a little bit at the end and people said, oh, see, it didn't work out and they didn't sign him and he held out the whole year. Look how much money Le'Veon Bell got paid. He's got a year of tread that are not on those tires. So, yeah, right. I, I certainly think that it could work out. But, you know, going back to the you know reporting side of it, that's what the hardest part of this is, is trying to figure it out because none of us are really all that dialed in knowing exactly what is happening and the other part that i must say because i've experienced this both on the local and national level as well as it comes to reporting and you brought up a good point with levy on bell is that the sourcing is the key point here and for example if a reporter last year in new york was getting information from someone that was involved in the jets organization that just basically stated that they're optimistic because they wanted that optimism excuse me the steelers last year the Steelers, let's say, with example, uh, telling a local reporter that, oh, yeah, Le'Veon Bell is going to be back. And this is someone in the organization with just an overly positive attitude that wants the projection from the organization coming out that the guy is going to play. And the reporter reports that that's not necessarily correct information. That's just basically no. somebody taking it at their word and and reporting what aren't really facts, but just opinions. So this is so you're an interesting subjective. guy for this. You're an interesting guy for this, Mish, because you are the guy that has, you know, you know what it's like to put your, I don't want to say reputation on the line, because I think that's a little bit hyperbolic, but also that a little bit of the, hey, you know, I'm putting myself out there with this kind of news. So it is a little scary, right? When you're kind of, because you want to be, everybody wants to be first to the story because that's how you kind of build your reputation. But if you're wrong to the story, is it better to be first or is it better to be right? Uh, It's it's always better to be right, but you're not going to be right every single time. Every single person in this industry from the top to the bottom has made mistakes doing it, including me. As mm-hmm. an example, I can think that that I'm right every time. And I would say that my track record in terms of reporting is almost at 100%. Like I feel like I have a very high, high hit percentage. Because by the way, if you have a very mediocre hit percentage, like 50-50, you're done. No one trusts you. And there are people in this industry that are like that and they're lo- no longer trusted because they're hitting... On an information basis, you have to be at like 90%, 90%. You can mess up every once in a while. But I, I do recall of all of the things that I've had, the one, I would say it's the biggest mess up in reporting, but where I got confusion from a source was in the Stanton trade a couple of years ago, there was a proposal that went from the Marlins to the Giants on what they wanted back specifically from the Giants in the deal before a deal was agreed upon. Because as you rem- you may remember, Joe, the, the Marlins had a deals agreed to with St. Louis and San Francisco before he turned both of those down. If you remember, that's kind of right. how yeah. that happened. Uh-huh. I do. So I had the Cardinals side right. But the Giants, all I basically had was a proposal going from Miami to San Francisco. And I reported that that was the deal. And that was wrong. And instead, what that basically was, was the Giants saying to the Marlins, what do you want in return for Stanton and Miami sending what they wanted? And I reported that as as the trade as to what it would be. As it turned out, there were a couple of players in that deal that were in that proposal that were not actually in the deal. And so that was a mess up for me. But you learn from that. And that just goes to show you that <laughs> depending on where you're getting and how you're getting information, you, know, you certainly can uh, can 
could get correct information and hypothesize what you think things should be, but those are definitely not always the case. And so, yes, it is not easy to do what I do with the reporting. It is not easy to say that Christian Yelich is going to get traded to the Brewers and people yell at you and scream at you saying, what in the world are you talking about? There's no way Christian Yelich is ever going to Milwaukee. And then it happens two days later. So, you know, there's, there's, there's positive and negative to it. And so when I see reports, I tend to dive more into situations, but certainly with my NFL reporting, it's more or less limited to things that happen here in South Florida. So I can't really right. speak to the national end of it. Expects is a weird word. Uh, you know, th- that's the word that's used here. I expect they, they expect Melvin, like you can expect a lot of things, but I think that's, I, I know like you don't want to overdo verbiage of things sometimes, you know? Well, that, well that's when you know a deal. That's when you think a deal is going to happen, but you're not a hundred percent. Yeah. So you see, leave that little, you leave that little window. Like available. there's drafts tonight. There's drafts happening tonight everywhere. Right. Expects for me puts him back into the round two conversation. I have Melvin Gordon right now in terms of RPV, in terms of where you're going to drop him. If he's going to miss six weeks into a season or, or hold out, whatever that is, which is, you know, somewhere where that would be my best guess before getting traded or something else like that happening to me, it's, you have to draft him as at least an RB two, possibly even after that's, that's kind of my circumstance for Melvin Gordon, but expects moves him back into Second round for me. It doesn't expect does not get me to first round value for Melvin Gordon. Not tonight, not in drafts going on this evening or even tomorrow morning. If people are slow drafting or whatever, I just can't get there with the word expects. That's yeah. a little bit too much for me. Yeah. And and look again, you got to always understand that there are sources behind it. You can feel one way or the other about it. None of us really know for sure. And and again, I would say this with respect to the people who cover the sport nationally, whether it's the NBA with Adrian Wojnarowski or Shams, who are breaking stories, with Schefter, Rappaport, Rosenthal, Jeff Passan. Once they say something is done, I feel really comfortable with an almost 100% percentage rate that that is indeed the case from those guys. John Heyman also, I should mention, in baseball too. Uh, I feel like that way about myself when I say something is going to happen. If you go check my track record, I'm almost, again, at 100% when I say something I feel that way, but that's how dangerous it is, Joe, to put something out there and be wrong. Like it is when it doesn't happen, it is a major, major mess up and it makes you look really bad. So that's why I I do. I take it really seriously. And I think in terms of me with Gordon, I would bump it up a little bit. Also, like you, I don't think I could go full board because that's taking a big risk that even though this reporter expects that we don't know where he's getting that information. That's first of all. Second of all, they could go back to the contractual table and that could not happen again. And they right. could be right it's back. It's unnecessary risk. I would, I would say the word unnecessary because in the second round, there's still Chubb. There's still Dalvin Cook. There's possibly Joe Mixon if he slips around there. There's lots of opportunities to get other guys who are very comparable still. So end of the second round, beginning of the third is where my comfort level with the word expects is right now tonight for Melvin Gordon. Yeah. I mean, the other thing you could do is you could jump on the NFFC, join a $20 league, take Melvin Gordon in the first round. And, <laughs> right. and, 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 and and there you go. I mean, that's your $20 investment that you could say, hey, uh, based on that news, I wanted to just get him in one league and you can have at it. That's if that's you know, you know certainly what you choose to do. But again, for me, this is all about the same conversation for me. 
I just I, I'm drafting on Monday night, a week for uh, five days from now, and I feel like at that point I'm close enough to the season uh, to the season to make those decisions. But to each his own. We'll take a quick time out here on the show. More to come here on Fantasy Sports today, including a conversation with Mitch Moss as he previews the college football season. Little trust or bust in fantasy waiver wire Wednesday. You're listening to Fantasy Sports today. Joe Pizapia and Craig Mish here on this Wednesday afternoon, and we'll be right back. After this. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the big hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text YOUTH to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenics samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account at the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all? Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet or computer type in the address bar money now 100.com that's money now the number 100.com i had great results i lost 70 pounds i weighed 265 and it went down to 195 my doctor told me if it works for you then do it a lot of people say to me how did you lose the weight i said i take andro 400 every day i'm gonna take it forever that was walt talking about andro 400 now listen to what bob has to say when you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76, and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up. And the only thing difference is under 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products, and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435 888-400-0435 andro400.com Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. As we wrap up the first hour of the show, here's what you missed. 
my concern would be is that is Carly Lloyd running downfield to tackle 300 pound dudes. That that would be my concern. Not with the kicking. I think that'd be great. And so maybe I'm just looking at it from a bare bones point of view here. Uh, you know, and I just that would be. Yeah, you know, but was Martine Grammatica doing that either? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think you're kind of <laughs> I mean, there's I think some guys that don't want any piece of contact either. You know, yeah, that, that, know that. Well, that's my con- that's my concern is just the contact level. And okay. if she feels that she can, you know, have contact levels like all other male kickers in the NFL, then, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm all about it. But I, I think that the NFL would also certainly come under a ton of fire if something serious was to happen to her where she was to get hurt. The other part of it is that if tackling big dudes isn't involved and she's just simply kicking and then being on the field. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. Uh, Danica Patrick, when she raced for NASCAR, there were no special rules for her. She performed at a very high level. I thought she did a fantastic job. She was in Rex. She was just as good as a lot of the other participants that were in NASCAR. Did she end up having a storied career there? No. Was her, was her career more about her being a female than being a racer? Of course it was. I don't think anybody would deny that. But my only concern would be for injury, not for accuracy, because in terms of accuracy, I could see her being as good as any kicker in the NFL. Wouldn't shock me at all. Uh, my only concern would be you know, big 300 pound dude running down the field and Carly Lloyd's in the way of it and gets, you know, gets mauled. And then what?